You're listening to The Samitarium Podcast with Sam Langford. Firstly, thank you all for tuning in. It's highly appreciated. Uh, my name is Sam. I'm um, going to be running this podcast once a week. Um, I'm going to talk about mental health. I'm going to talk about all the different types of mental health, my own experiences. Um, I'm going to be trying to put a bit of a positive spin on mental health. So I'll apologise in advance for the uh, the rubbish jokes. This is episode one. I would like everybody to please bear with me because I've never done this before. I'm sat here in my house with a microphone. Um, talking to a computer screen so it's a bit strange but at the same time it's something I wanted to do um, and I'm going to do it so this will be a short episode uh, I'm not going to go on too much because again like I say it is the early stages um, but at the same time I'm ready so here we go So what I'm going to start with today is um, introducing myself a little bit, telling you a little bit about me, uh, a little bit about my mental health, um, where it started and, you know, where it is at today. Um, so, yeah, so to start really, um, 2013 was sort of the... The, the starting point of noticing uh, difference in my mental health. Um, I had a uncle, my uncle Barry, who quite a few people who know me uh, know exactly what he meant to me and who he was and, you know, and how much of an impact on my life um, he was. Um, so 2013, unfortunately, in January, we we lost him to heart disease. He'd been poorly for six months or so. Um, his condition worsened, and, and unfortunately, we uh, he passed away in, in on the eighth of January, 2013. Um, grief. Now, grief is something we all go through. Um, we also have our own different ways of dealing with grief. Some people completely kind of ignore the fact that you know they've they've had loss in the family or a friend or and just carry on with life go straight back into work um you know continue on a normal day-to-day routine and you know there's various other things like people can just cry and cry and cry for weeks for months um you know they're quiet they're not wanting to go out in the world they're distant self from uh, family from friends um others what i dealt with um so the way i dealt with the grief of losing my uncle i was one of them people that kept everything inside um i wouldn't open out open up to anybody um i wouldn't kind of ex- accept the fact that i'd lost him so i used to shut a lot of stuff out by drinking um now i must say when i say drinking i mean drinking on a normal saturday night you know um not daily drinking or daytime drinking um but i would drink and it would be it it could be in a situation where i'm at my parents house with my wife just having a few drinks a bit of music on uh, some food and what would happen is i would 
keep drinking and then when I got to a stage um you know everyone gets to a stage when they're drunk uh, emotions can could become quite high uh songs certain songs are played which you know gives you a reminder um and I would just drink and drink and drink till I kind of forgot what I was upset about in the first place um so for some reason, my brain told me that I needed to carry on drinking. Um, and it would get to a stage at night where it was, you know, sort of 11, half 11. Everyone was ready for bed or ready to have, you know, a late night takeaway or just kind of, you know, crash out. Um, and I would get to a stage where I kept thinking, Do you know, I actually want to carry on, uh, carry on drinking. So instead of being sensible and, you know, going to bed or whatever, um, I would then wait till everybody's gone to bed, say that I'm going to watch TV downstairs, and I would sneak out of the house and go into town alone. Um, And it would always be the worst feeling in the world in the morning when I'd wake up I would either have forgotten what happened um, that night or I would have done something absolutely stupid that I regret. Um, And I would feel the worst I've felt. Now, that isn't depression and that isn't anxiety. That's just alcohol. Um, And I I don't actually drink now. So, um, again, that's something I can go on to in another episode. But... I don't drink now, but back then I did. Um, And I couldn't work out whether or not I was suffering from anxiety or depression because I was just drinking stupidly at a weekend, binge drinking. And I couldn't figure out why I kept doing this. I was having such a great time with my family. um, And this carried on, you know, this, this, this didn't stop. This, this kept happening. And every single time it would happen, I'd say, do you know what? I'm just going to not drink. And then three, four weeks later, you know, all the regret and all the guilt and everything's gone. I'll do it again. And the same, and it would repeat itself and it got too much. And I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And this went on for years. The Samitarium Podcast. That this brings me to 2016. So we've gone three years now um, further forward, and 2016 was um, a year where I was actually signed off work with mental health problems. Um, I had a review with a mental health doctor. Um, I'd previously had the crisis team out to me um, after some very very bad dark thoughts. Um, so. Once I'd seen the crisis team, I had quite a few reviews, um, had an assessment up at the hospital um, at the Peter Hodgkinson Centre. It was deemed that I was suffering with uh, GAD, which is general and anxiety disorder. So, you know, that was a bit of a shocker to me. I, I was I was always work working full time. I was enjoying my job. Um, but a lot of things had got on top of me and the obviously the stress of um the loss, the stress of work, the stress of general day to day life, I wasn't coping like I should be coping. Um so 
you know, at the end of the day, I needed something to happen. Um, I didn't want to be one of them people that drinks and says I'm depressed because I know after you've had too much to drink, you wake up in the morning and you feel low because you've gone from a high and you've gone to a low. It's a, it's what it, you know, I can't even remember what they call it now, but it, 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 it's what it is. So when I had my assessment, I hadn't drank in months. Um, so, and these feelings were still there. So I needed to get something sorted. So I did. Um, I was off work for three and a half to four months. Um, and then I returned to work when I was ready. I had not had any medication prescribed to me because uh, I'm actually a type 2 diabetic. So at the time, my brain said, I don't want to put any more chemicals in my body. Um, I want to carry on and try and do this myself. Um, and I did, uh, which is quite a proud moment in my life. I, I beat it on my own. Um, it's not something you can always do and it's and it was damn hard and I got to a stage in my life where I thought right I'm going to go back to work I'm going to crack on my work I'm going to enjoy myself and get back to me um so for months on I carried on and I um we got to the end of 2016 and um I'm not going to mention names in this um but we had me and my wife dealt with another loss, a very, very close friend. And then four months after this close friend had passed away, um, my best friend and our best friend passed away from uh, suicide. Um, again, I'm not going to go further details into this because it's uh, it's not for me to talk about on on a podcast. Um, to respect of their families and and their friends, it's you know, that kind of not for six like it would anybody. Um, but I, I carried on. Um, we we all carried on as a family, as as a unit. Um, it was hard, but again, I'd learned to deal with grief a little bit better in this respect. Um, after the assessment um, in in 2016 with the uh, mental health team of the PHC, uh, who I must admit are absolutely incredible people. Um, those guys work hard. Those guys, you know, they are unbelievable people the sanitarium podcast i'm gonna fast forward quickly now to 2019 um september i was made redundant from a job um which was kind of a shock well i say kind of a shock it was a massive shock um but at the same time, it was one of them situations where i made the decision of taking voluntary redundancy i didn't kind of function that in my mind straight away i came home it was like a normal day it was sort of to the wife you know i've uh i've been made redundant i've taken voluntary redundancy i've, I've taken a package and i'm i'm out of work um wow you know um my wife being my wife fully supportive um of course for those who know her you know what she's like she's incredible um so I was in a situation where I was at work. I thought, how am I going to pay my bills? So I started this search for jobs, um, managed to land three or four interviews, which seemed to go really well. And then I was in a job. Um, again, companies not being mentioned, but I got into a good job in the office, enjoying myself. I can't say too much, but a few issues at 
that certain place uh, led me to have a bit of a breakdown. My mind just went blank. Um, the tears came again. Low mood started. I was shaking the sweats, the panic attacks. And I thought, wow, I've, I've not had this in a few years now. What, what's happening to me? Um, I had a week booked off um, that I'd previously booked and I took it. And then on the Sunday night before I returned to work, I had one of the biggest breakdowns I've ever had in my life. I was throwing things, I was shouting, I was crying, I was I was shaking, I was doing pretty much everything you can imagine. And I opened out to my wife, to my to my parents and, and said, I'm, I'm not well, I don't feel well. I've had horrible thoughts. I've had um, some really, really bad situations in my brain what I'm scared of, which um, I don't want to even talk about because you know if i tell you what i've been thinking what my brain's been thinking or as i like to say what the demons in my brain have been have been saying um you would think i'm crazy you think i'm weird you, you know that that's how my brain worked at that point it's it's hard to uh open up to somebody about stuff that you're thinking that doesn't actually exist but your brain's telling you it does exist, so your body goes into panic mode. It's 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 amazing how that can that can happen. It, I, I don't I don't understand how it happens. The Sanitarium Podcast. Anyway, all this happened. It, it was back to uh, back to the doctors. Um, then it was back to um, thinking. Right, I need I need some kind of therapy for this. You know. Um, this ain't gonna go away itself. I've I've not felt this bad um, in a long time. Just started my therapy. Uh, I've had one session, which was absolutely amazing. At Steps to Change, uh, which is an NHS NHS uh, run therapy session. Um, I'm seeing the doctor once every two weeks. Um, I'm on medication and fifty fifty at the minute. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good at the minute. And then other times I'm really low or I'm anxious or I'm worrying and I'm panicking. Um, but I'm taking every step as it comes, you know. That's how you've got to deal with these things. Um, so, yeah, that that's <laughs> that's me um, in a kind of bullet-pointed bullet <laughs> description of me. Um, personal information, I'm 34 years old. I have a son who's almost two. I'm uh, married and I also have a little girl who's due any time now. So that's one thing I did want to mention. If uh, you suddenly don't get an episode for a few weeks, it's because I'm up to my neck in baby shit. Um, excuse my French. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on these things, but I'm sure my producer Kai will will edit that if uh, if I'm not allowed to. But if I'm allowed to, shit, I've, I've said it twice. So yeah, kind of feel quite powerful saying that. The Sanitarium Podcast. So yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it um, for this episode. Um, just to tell you a little bit about what this is about. Now, it's a mental health podcast, but um, as much as I've been quite deep today and descriptive, I'm 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 going to try my best to put a positive spin on on mental health. Uh, sounds a bit strange, but there is ways of doing it. Um, so. I'm going to go into that in you know on on future episodes. Um, I've also been having discussions with various people uh, on my Facebook friends list um, and people in in you know who are in my life uh, from 
you know, people I've met years and years ago who I speak to every now and then to people who I class as my brothers, uh, I class as my family. And actually some of my family are quite interested in, in as well. Uh, I will be getting some guests on a couple of episodes. I'm hoping to... Uh, get people to open up as much as they can so i'm really looking forward to doing some more um i really really appreciate everybody listening today um again i'll, I'll be completely honest if, if you if it's not something for you it's not going to offend me um you know it, it's something i want to do to kind of get get the mental health stigma out there get people to listen to my experiences other people's experiences and and it can help a lot of people so i really hope it does help a lot of people because that will be amazing for me um i'll be proud to do it and yeah i'm i'm, in, I'm looking forward to it um, I have set up an email address now, so if there are people that would like to be on the show that do not want to come on the show live and speak, I can completely understand that because this has taken a lot for me to do this. And like I said at the start of the show, I am just a bloke sat in front of a laptop talking to a laptop screen. So hopefully there's nobody looking at me right now because, you know, it looks a bit weird, but... I'm a bit weird anyway, so it's all good. I will happily read out your emails. Um, the email address is sanitariumpodcast at aolmail.com. So that's sanitarium, not san. I've, you know, my friend Martin gave me a really clever name. That's I didn't think of that. Credit to Martin McKenna for that one. Um, I can't come up with names like that. And I messaged him the other day and said, help, because I know he can just think of names off the top of his head and he's hilarious. So it worked. The Sanitarium Podcast. Right, I'm going to call that a day. Um, Not a longer one, not a longer one, not a long one, but I've done it and I've enjoyed doing it. Um, I hope you all have an amazing week. I'll be back next week for episode two, where I'll be having my first guest on the show. I'll also be playing some music by a artist called Clayton Jennings, uh, which is a story I can tell you that um, the man is incredible. Um, he's, he's a great artist, and I've actually had an email from him personally all the way from our Ohio, USA, to uh, say that I'm allowed to play his poetry, his, his songs or poetry, as he likes to call it, um, on my show without any... Uh, without breaking the law so that's good news so i'm gonna hit the stop button and i'm gonna thank everybody for listening and tuning in and be kind guys lots of love